Hello and welcome again to Oscar Mike Radio. I'm the host. My name is Travis. Oscar Mike Radio is part of the Hubazoo Network. You can find out more on hubazoo.com. And I want to start off by saying thank you to my sponsors, Joyce Asak of Asak Real Estate, Reaper Detailing and Power Washing, and my supporters, Super Savage Salad Dressing, Bottom Gun Coffee, and Quezon Shaving Company. Thank you very much. And I have an action-packed, fun-filled, high-energy guest here besides me. Um, I don't even know where to begin. We're just going to get right into it. I want to welcome Coach Brandy to Oscar Mike Radio, military veteran. Coach, and I can really say that, folks, welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. What is up? Thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate this. This is exciting to do this with you. Like, it's really exciting. I love this. Well, I, I appreciate it. I, I'm glad you're having a good time. We've just gotten started. Um, so, folks, a little background context. Uh, a big shout out to Courtney Nold, who got me in touch with Gina, who got me in touch with Sheila, who got me in touch with Brandy. It's just amazing. And we're all veterans. And that's how this whole thing works. And it's awesome to see this in action. And Brandy, folks, is a, a, a life coach. And we all need a little help along the way. Brandy, would you start off kind of just telling us who you are and how you got started in the military? And we'll kind of take it from there. Okay. Um, my name is Brandy Miles, and I was in the Mississippi Army National Guard for 16 years. My first three years was a federal technician where uh, we worked at a maintenance unit where all the equipment come in for all of the units in the state of Mississippi. And then after three years, I went into and I became AGR, AGR in the logistics world, a supply sergeant. So I took care of all the training, all the supplies, all the logistics for all the soldiers on, that came in on the weekend that had to complete their training. So um, I was with a lot of extraordinary units for them to be National Guard. You know, a lot of people want to talk, you know, about National Guard, but I really love being a part of the National Guard because not only were we able to do stuff for our country and, you know, go overseas and fight, but we also had national disasters. I was here a part of Katrina here in the wow. Gulf of Mississippi, and um, my unit was a 3656, and we was part of the MOAB here at Camp Shelby. We was the biggest MOAB in Camp Shelby in the camp. We was a big MOAB station. So what we did is we made sure all the equipment that was coming through, every piece of equipment that was MOAB out, our unit made sure that it was good to go. And so um, there was a bunch of extraordinary moments with that unit, but my biggest moment was my last unit that I deployed with in Afghanistan. We was the 184th Sustainment Command. And we were over all of the South logistics for Afghanistan. So we was the higher command and we did a lot of stuff over there. We made a lot of changes and we was there in 2010, 2011. And um, it, was, it was an incredible experience. And my whole military experience was incredible. You know, I loved every minute of it. I knew that that's what I was meant to do was be in the military. And I served my country well. <laughs> 16 years National Guard. And yeah, you're right. I mean, sometimes National Guard by, you know, us active duty people get kind of like snickered at, but you also have a very important function. And, and when you went overseas, serve with distinction. And Mississippi's yeah. a great state. I tell you what, um, I love going up and down the Natchez Trace. Yes. So, it's a little so you've been here before. That's yes, awesome. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. But every military service comes to an end. And I always ask all my you know, fellow veterans, what was your 
What was your transition out of the National Guard into full civilian life like? Well, as you can tell, you know, I got uh, retired out after 16 years from PTSD, anxiety, and depression after my last deployment. Um, after the last deployment, I, I mean, when I was in it, it was, I started isolating myself when I was in Afghanistan. And when I got back, it, it got really bad of me isolating myself, started thinking about things that were not actually there. Like a lot of stuff was going on. So to be honest with you, um, my unit really didn't know what to do with me or how to handle me. You know, I was, you know, uh, it was mental health and it was 2011. So oh, wow, yeah. a lot of them really did not know what to do with me. And so they sent me to a mental facility for about a month. And um, when I got out of there, I still had a lot of trouble and stuff. So in 2014, I was medically discharged from the military. And to be honest with you, when I was medically, medically discharged, like, I thought that the military was my purpose in life. You know, like I was, when I was fixing to come back from my deployment, my whole plans was I was putting in my warrant officer, warrant officer packet, packet, you know, and all that. And so whenever I was discharged, like I lost control of everything. I feel like, I feel like I lost control of myself. You know, a lot of people, like when you're in the military and stuff, you have all that control and all that structure and stuff in your life. And you don't realize how much you, you are so used to it until you get out. And then you don't have that control anymore. You don't have that structure anymore. And so I started going straight downhill from there. For the, so for the next four years, I was in a bad place for a long time. It is different, right? When, you're, when you know where you're supposed to be and you know that if you don't do your job to the you know, best you can do it, that things are really going to get you know, go bad to, Hey, you can, it's Saturday or Friday night, or, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. Mm. It's crazy, right? It gets really weird quick. Well, yeah, because we're, we're so used to having that structure in the military, yeah. you know, and I even, even as a younger child, my stepfather was military. So I had structure throughout all my life. So when I joined the military, I was like, man, this was, I'm, I was meant for this. Like it was right up my lane. And then, you know, when you get discharged from it, it, it just blows your mind because for so long you've done that. And then you come out and you're like, what the heck am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do with my life now? This was my purpose. This is what I was supposed to do. So what do I do now? You know, and that happens to a lot of soldiers and, and I see a lot of it now. So you serve for 16 years, you have a four year, like you're in the valley of shadow death time or in the abysses, uh, you know, my good friend, Jim Tuff says, what started you coming out of that? If I can ask. Well, to be honest with you, what happened was, is I was so deep in my depression, you know, me and my husband had six children, five of them were already out of the house. So all we had was my youngest son left. And I had done and went in such a deep hole that, you know, I was barely taking care of him. I was staying in my bed all depressed and stuff all the time, drinking, popping Xanaxes, you know, all of the legal stuff that all these military people that we can take and stuff, you know, so everything just started going downhill. And I was pretty much at the end of, you know, I was ready to give it all up. Like I was ready to end everything. And, um, one day my son's father knocked on, well, the, 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 you know, they served me with papers for going to get custody of my son. And right then 
Travis, like it was right then at that moment that I was kind of like, I'm not going out like this. You know, I served my country. I did the best that I could. Like, I'm not going out being a deadbeat mom that committed suicide. Like, I, I just, I was not going to do it. And, and what I tell people is like, it was my own selfish reasons that I did not commit suicide. Like, I was like, I'm not going out like this. And so from then on, like, it, it just, I wanted to prove everybody wrong. I wanted to prove all of them wrong that said that I wasn't a good mom that, you know, so, and then I felt like I wasn't a good soldier neither because I was medically discharged, you know, so. I had a lot to prove to myself and everyone else. So in that instant, you and the whole thing. I mean, it took me a little time. Um, First, you know, I was going through all the heartache of going to port to try to fight for my son back, you know, and then um, I was in a trailer, you know, I was in an RV park in like a 34 foot uh, RV, a little bitty RV. Um, and then there was this lady that showed up at the RV, her and her family, this lady. And, um, she started dragging me out of her house, out of my house. Like she would come and knock on my door every day and come and pick me up and we would go cook or we'd go hike. Like she would not let me sit in there for nothing. And I, you know, and I wrote a book about this and I even spoke about, you know, that she was even, it was annoying that she was coming to bug me because, I was ready to die. Like I was ready to give it all up. And, um, and she wouldn't let me. So she started bringing me back to life. She's the type of woman that the way that she gets people moving again is that she gets them moving. She gets them active and doing things. And so that's exactly what she did. And, you know, and she started talking to me about God. You know, I had a hard relationship with God for a little while there. I was really mad at him with everything that was going on with me that, you know, that I lost my purpose in this world, that, you know, my child was fixing to get taken away from me. So I was pretty mad at God for a while there. And, and she restored my faith in God. And then, you know, um, she had me, you know, and I, I seen Tony Robbins. I watched his video. It's so funny that you said that earlier because I watched him and he was the reason why I decided to become a life coach. I watched him and I watched how he changed lives, which he's kind of a hard ass. I'm total opposite of that. It was really funny. But whenever I seen him, I was like, and I seen how fast he could change somebody's mindset. Um, I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to save lives. I want to help people. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is not my take on Tony Robbins. That's a different show entirely, but okay. So you start getting this idea of what you can do. And when you started learning how to help people, were you helping yourself at the same time? Well, um, what it was is, uh, first of all, the GI Bill, I could not find a life coaching school that would take the GI Bill. So I went down the line of all of the life coaching schools in the, in the United States and I got to Coachville and I contacted them and um, they told me they didn't take the GI Bill once again. And so they called me back like a week later and the, the, the CXO, Deanna, was on there and she was talking to me for a while and just asked me what, what my dream of and what I wanted to become and how I wanted to coach and what I wanted to do in the world. And, and then she offered me a full scholarship to Coachville, the school, the life coaching school. That's outstanding. Yes, it was. I mean, it was amazing. And to be honest with you, like going through life coaching school at first, um, I wanted to tap out so many times. I mean, I really wanted to tap out because 
I had a different way of learning and I had a difficult, it was so difficult for me to learn this stuff. And the only reason that I would not tap out, you know, there's a lot of times that I wanted to get out of it, but the only reason why that kept me in there is that this woman did give me a scholarship. She gave me a scholarship and I wasn't fixing to give up. You know, I was, I was, I wanted to make her proud, you know, because I'd never, nobody has never given me anything like that. You know, nobody's never given me anything. And so her doing that for me just meant a lot to me. And, you know, after I got through like the third or fourth class, I was good to go. But at first I was ready to, I was just ready to quit. But the thing about it is it's you, it's you, it's a transition. Like you're going through the transition while you're going to school, you know, and, and that's the biggest thing is like, you're working on yourself while you're learning how to help others. And so going through Coachville, it, I mean, I was able to see the good, bad, and ugly of myself. I got to recognize what kind of person I was and what I wanted to be. And through Coachville, I started transitioning myself of the person I wanted to become. So you get the scholarship. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it, it's hard at first. So hard that, you know, if you had paid for it, it sounds like you probably would have quit. But because somebody believed in you, mm-hmm. you're like, I can't quit. I got to believe in myself. So my, my question is, when you graduated from Coachville, kind of tell me, what was that like, Brandy? You get that? Well, okay. So Coachville only takes like a year and a half to get through. It took me, it took me three years to go through Coachville. The reason why it took me three years to go through Coachville is because I took each one of the classes three or four times. And um, the reason why I do that is because I am a doer. That's how I learn. I don't learn from books and stuff like that. I do it by doing it, having the experience in, experience of it and just becoming it. So I actually, through going through these classes over and over again, I became the product of Coachville. So I could help others transition their self through my transition and through my experience. And so I just graduated in December, just got my certification in December. And it was amazing. Like, um, I had never graduated from anything. I mean, I got my GED and stuff like that and then joined the military and I went up in ranks and stuff like that. But my learned disability was so bad that I just thought I was dumb all my life until I got to Coachville. And then when I got to Coachville, I realized that I just had a different way of learning. I'm ADHD, dyslexia you know, all these things. And they helped me learn everything about myself, my personality, who I was, how I learn, how I do everything. Coachville just helped me transition myself into the person I wanted to be. Forget that it took 18 months or, you know, 36 months. I mean, you mm-hmm. did it. You didn't quit. Yes. And, yes. and it, it, from the other night when we first initially met and you were telling us about your story, like I was telling you before we got started, I'm, I'm going to say it again, folks, when she started talking about the transition of her life and the transformation, she was literally beaming. I mean, literally beaming. It was amazing to see. And do you take that energy and then give it to your, your clients and, and other people you're trying to help? Yes. Like, you know, I mean, the feeling of being able to complete something like that and and having the confidence again, you know, after all those years of not having the confidence and stuff and being able to change lives and everything like, you know, I, I can't explain the feeling that you have when you're able to help people change their lives. And 
Um, like I just, I don't, it's been, it's been an experience of going through this and learning myself again and learning how I could help others transform their life. Um, what was the question? Like I got, well, 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 so you've transformed, right. And Mm -hmm. you're so full of energy and you've this new self, it sounds like yes, the brandy you were in the military. Yes. The brandy you were at the military for four years is completely different from this, for lack of a better term, this new and improved brandy, because you took three years to really get to know yourself. And so Mm -hmm. my question is, are you taking all this, or let me ask this a different way. How do you take all this and then help somebody else? Let's, let's do that. Well, the thing about it is, you know, I, most of the things that I help people with or I help soldiers with and stuff, I've been, I experienced every bit of it. I know what they've been through. I know the feeling of depression. I know the feeling of being alone. I know the feeling of, you know, not being able to go forward in life or not, or not feel like you have a purpose anymore. So I help people transition out of whatever stage they're in. And, you know, whenever I talk to my clients and stuff, all of them are going, you know, a lot of them are going through different stages, you know, and there's different stages of, you know, your depression, there's different stages of coming out of it, there's different stages of you awakening and becoming something greater than yourself. But through Coachville, I, I, I was taught to be able to break those down to where we can go through different stages of helping them transition out and get out of that negative mindset and get into a positive mindset. You know, I tell people all the time that, you know, us going into the military and stuff, our mindset switch was in basic training. That's when our mindset switch is. So it doesn't matter, you know, you're, it goes into you hardcore throughout the years of your military experience, but that's the mindset change. And so what I tell people is like, whenever you come out of the military, you have to do another mindset change. You're going to stay in that mindset. You know, I tell people all the time that I don't watch negativity stuff. I don't, I keep myself in a positive environment and keep my surroundings positive, what I watch, what I'm around, what I do, because I want to stay in a positive, you know, environment so I can help you. Because if I'm, if I'm in a negative environment, then me as a coach, I'm not going to be able to help you transition and and see the world differently because me staying out of the negativity, I'm able to see the world, the bigger picture of what we're supposed to be doing in this world. And everybody has a purpose. People don't realize it, but everybody in this world has a purpose. You have a purpose in this world. So are you saying sometimes people either can't find their purpose or won't embrace their purpose? Well, I mean, a lot of people are, are lost. You know, you have, a, 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 you have like limited beliefs that you brought up from a little kid. Like there's so many things that stop people from seeing their true potentials and their true dreams. So we start, I always start with the first question I ever ask anybody is who do you dream of becoming? And, you know, for a lot of people, nobody has been asked those questions. I know I was never asked, who do you dream of becoming? Have you ever been asked, who do you dream of becoming? No, I I have not. Yeah. What you did earlier when I spoke to you before we got started, that was probably the first time you've ever been asked, who do you dream of becoming? Right before we got on here, I asked you, like, who do you dream of becoming? Like, who do you dream of being? Oh, wow. Okay. She got yeah. me, folks. 
She got a lot of people don't ask those questions. And that's the type of coach that I am, that I open your perspective to the world. Like I ask you questions that a lot of people are not going to ask you or not even think to ask you to open up your perspective in this world. And a lot of people don't see that, but you know, that's because a lot of people are what I call is asleep. They're so unaware of their surroundings. And you can even tell, you know, when people are depressed and stuff like that, you know, you can talk to them and they're not even listening to what you say. So what I do as a life coach is I wake you back up. I wake you back up with my coaching styles that I do. So in the, in the interest of full disclosure, she just asked me, hey, you know, why did you create Oscar Mike Radio? What's it all about? I'm, I'm, I'm like, I want to know. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm supposed to be asking the questions here. You know, she's like, well, so she was, she was already coaching me folks. It was amazing. And it got me thinking, and, and you know, I kind of go through life kind of on automatic, well, kind of automatic pilot, but you know, I don't really think about a lot of the whys that I do stuff. I just, I just do it because I, I like it. But that brings me to another, another point is when you get somebody in front of you, me, for instance, if you want to use me as a Petri dish for, you know, what you're doing here, what are you looking for to identify problems and roadblocks? Or, well, or are you just trying to wake somebody else, somebody up first before you start then probing to figure out what's going on? Well, I can first tell you that I am not a fixer. I don't fix anybody. I will guide you to your dreams. I will help you look at different perspectives. I don't give you advice unless you ask for me advice, but I do ask you certain questions that'll help that have you thinking differently and have you look at the situation differently. Okay. You know, life coaches are not here to be fixers. That's for counselors and stuff like that. Life coaches are here to help you move forward in your life and whatever you want to do. If you want to, you know, get out of depression and get out of the funk that you're in. That's what a life coach is for is to uplift you and to help you see the true potential in yourself. Cause a lot of people, I'm a, I'm the type of life coach that I can see patterns in people. I can see potentials in people. I catch people. I see people's greatness before they ever even see it. I see people's greatness before they ever see it. And so, you know, and just like I told you, um, early, you know, the other day, you know, I'm a world changer and all the people that I've I love been that, coaching, by the way. all the clients that I've ever been coaching so far, they are become world changers, every single one of them, because I am a ripple effect. Like I'm a ripple effect and I show people how to treat other people. And that's how I do my life coaching. You know, a lot of people, you know, some life coaches are really hard and direct and stuff like that. And that's for some people, you know, some people need that hard and direct kind of life coaching, but I go a different way. You know, I coach people with love. I coach people with, people with pure love. All right, all right. We'll get back to the love thing here in a second. <laughs> you are so against that love thing, aren't you? <laughs> well, let me, so, so, so here's the first thing I'm trying to wrap my head around. When I, when I think coach, I think of like my weightlifting coach or, you know, some, some old crusty coach, football, basketball, hockey with the cap on, you know, irritate all the time, you know, you're going to do this my way. And here's a plan here, but it doesn't, maybe I'm just, what's a life coach actually do? I'm, I'm sorry to, to ask it that way, but I'm thinking I wake up in the morning and there you are. Hey, Travis, you've got this, this, this to today, get to it. And it doesn't sound like that. So Maybe I'm thinking of coaching a different way. Does that make does that make sense? 
Well, I mean, what is what is really the difference? Like, you know, you have coaches that coach, you know, sports, you have coaches for piano, you have all kinds of coaches. Why can't you have a coach for life? Why can't you have somebody that's going to guide you in the right direction that has the tools and the skills and the knowledge that's going to guide you in the right direction? So, so, and, and, and my, my thought is when I think life coaches, I'm like, wait a minute, you know, I'm living life and I'm me and there's only one of me. How is this person who's not living with me, interacting with me full time going to be able to help me get through life? Yeah. And deal with life's little problems and, and stuff like that, or victories, you know, or, you know, when you're, when you're, you're riding the wave and you're too full of yourself, you need to be taken down a notch or two. That's, that's, what's kind of screwing me up here with this whole thought. And, and, the, and I'm not, I think it's important because people do need help. And especially people who've realized, Hey, I'm in a rut. I can't get out of it myself. I need help. You're the kind of person that can, can guide them. It sounds like. Yes. Um, a lot of people, I don't, I don't upfront like say this to people because mostly with my veterans and stuff, because they, they, they go back really, really fast. But my concept of the school that I go to Coachville, we, we guide people to play life. And the reason why I say play life is like, listen, and you listen, can I, the thing yes. about this too is when, when I first started, when they said that the, the, the philosophy was play life, I said, get out of here. Right. I said, it's not for me. That's why I kept on saying, I'm never going to make it through this. And then once I hit like the fourth or fifth class, it was, it finally started like coming together because just li- listen to this. Okay. So okay, um, we, love, we love to watch people play games. Okay. We watch people play games on TV with sports and everything all the time. Yeah. We love to play video games in the own comfort of our home. We love to play games on our phone all day long. So why can't you play life? Why can't you play life and us go out in the world and like really play life and break it down and you go out there and, and, and we make your day a game of where you're going to go out there and influence the world or network or connect with somebody or, um, learn a new skill. Why can't that be a game? Just like you do on the video games. Why can't you do that? Why can't you have superpowers and abilities that's going to get you to the next level in life? You know that everyone has superpowers and they come from your limited beliefs and, and, and your trauma that you've had. So what happens is, is, you know, you've had a trauma as a young child and you learned how to adapt to it in certain ways. So that becomes your superpower. You have, you create a superpower to protect you from that trauma. So that's how you have superpowers in this world. Well, I mean, you're just blowing my mind right now. Uh, the, the, the whole play thing really gets me because there's no continues in life, Brandy. There's no like, you know, mushrooms and Mario where you get the, the, the one up for an extra life. I mean, yeah. if I, if I make a mistake, I'm dead, right? No, when you make a mistake, you learn from your lessons. It's not a failure. It's you oh, learning okay, okay. a lesson in life because as long as you're learning that lesson to move forward, you're you're going to learn and you're going to move forward and you're going to get better and better at whatever you're doing. I teach you, I guide you into go out there playing life. And 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 the biggest part of what I do is I get you to go out there and and connect and have social play. 
because that's the biggest thing that us veterans stop doing is we stop socializing, we start isolating. And then, and that's when we start getting into a lot of our depression and stuff. So I do social play, but with that, when you come back, you're going to resist it. You're going to resist it in so many ways. You're going to have so many fears of social play. And then that's when I come in and, and, and we talk about those fears and how I can help you get through those. I mean, I, I got to like be around people and interact with people and be happy about it. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're doing right now with all your podcasts and stuff. You're connecting with people all the time. True, true, true. But there's a lot of times where Travis mm-hmm. likes to be, you know, on the archery range or on his motorcycle alone. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, alone stuff a lot, Brandy. Yes. And, and I do too, because I have to go in and I have to re-energize before I can okay. go out here. And, and so I, I get in my place and I re-energize and isolate and stuff like that. But that's what a lot of veterans are missing is the connection with other veterans, other people. So that's what we're trying to connect. We're trying to connect people to grow together, to learn together, to, you know, support each other. And, and that's what a lot of us are missing. And that's what I'm trying to bring back into the world in a playful way. Look, folks, I was not expecting this. This is fantastic. I love these because it's just it's just that simple, right? I mean, it sounds hard, but it's really not, is it? Well, I mean, it was, it was hard because through the, I mean, I'm not saying it's easy because through the transition and through you doing all of this, you know, we have some deep discussions and and you start learning yourself, you start learning your true self. And, and a lot of yourself comes back from you and your childhood, you know, how you was raised, how your limited beliefs, how you was taught things, how, you know, your parents, you know, would yell at you if, if you did something. And so you stopped doing that and you started isolating yourself. People don't understand that a lot of their triggers and stuff come from their childhood. You know, I know that we have a lot of triggers and stuff from the military, from our PTSD, but even those can even be brought back to your childhood of a moment where your mother or your teacher, or your father was yelling and screaming at you. Like, there's so many of those things that I can open up your perspective. And once you start seeing the bigger perspective, like, you know, even some of your characters and some of the ways you are, is like your mother, like your father. I mean, a lot of people don't even recognize a lot of this stuff. It's amazing to watch because I went through it myself. And to be honest, my husband is going through his transition right now, too, because, you know, I've been coaching him. So he's starting to recognize himself, too. And we're starting to grow this connection that is unreal because we are growing together. Yeah, I was going to, I mean, I mean, God love your husband but for, for the fact that he wants to do this with you. But yes. on a serious note, what's it like? for your relationship, just out of curiosity here, if you're doing this and you've done this for yourself, right? And now he's buying into what you're doing. Cause I know a lot of husbands, Brandy, who wouldn't be like, okay, that's your thing over there. I'm going to, but what's it done for your relationship now that you both are in your words growing together? Yeah. Well, uh, what I spoke about the other day was my husband, my, my, I went to school for three years for my first year and a half. My husband didn't believe in what I did. He was totally against it because I started changing. And he was like, you know, people don't like change, you know, not specifically not the spouse, but like, no, don't change. And so I started changing 
and he didn't want it. So he started resisting me going to school. He started resisting Coachville and I just wouldn't give up y'all. Once I hit that spot and I was almost there, I was like, I'm not quitting now. Hell no, I'm not quitting now. So I just kept on going. And then, you know, the last, like within like the last six months of my school, this ripple effect started happening. He started seeing, you know, the, the magic of me and it just started rippling off on him and stuff. And so, you know, me and him have deep discussions. Now I coach him and stuff. It's amazing that we're having this experience now because we're learning and growing together. You know, he used to work offshore. He come home so he can support me and my dream. And then eventually once I get this up and going, me and him's going to be partnering together and he's going to be my manager. And hopefully we'll be able to coach couples and I like this. There's no telling where this is going to go, but I know it's going to, it's going to be huge and we're going to save a lot of lives. That's just like a true, I'm, I'm loath to say this. Danielle will appreciate this. It's a true love story. It is. It's, it's a true love story. I mean, you, you got this cold black dead husk kind of thinking that love might be real there, Brandy. Yes, it is. It is real. I can show you. You know what? Whenever you need a life coach, you just call me up. Okay. I got you. <laughs> when, if that happens. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, and speaking of the coaching thing, somebody gets to a point in their life where, you know, they, they say, I need something like, like you have help me. Mm-hmm. What, what happens to a person when they get to that point and they reach out to you, which you, you kind of gone over it, but you, 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 you get them, you start making them wake up and then play life. Mm-hmm. I guess my next thing is, is they're, they're playing life. What's it like for you to start seeing them enjoy life and grasping what you're doing? It's amazing. Like, um, I think me being logistics, like I was a supply sergeant, I was always the type of person that would talk to people and give advice and stuff like that. And so now I'm able to transition and I have the tools and the skills to do it properly now. And so it's amazing whenever you're, you know, and you drop those nuggets like every once in a while, you know, because you can't drop everything off on somebody because I can see everybody's patterns very fast. I can see, I see a lot of stuff very, very fast, but that's because I keep myself in positivity. I keep myself in my skills, but as soon as, and so you just have to drop those little nuggets like every once in a while and they'll get that, oh, you know, it's amazing. But, but, you know, even sometimes, you know, they'll call me back, you know, a couple, like a message, be like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe, you know, because once, once, once their mind is expanded, it's like Pandora's box opens up and they just, their mind just starts, you know, seeing stuff and remembering things. And, and so it's a great experience to be able to help people heal from whatever trauma that they've been through, you know, and it, it makes me feel good too, that, um, cause that's the whole reason why I do this, Travis, is because I don't want anybody to ever feel the way that I did. And so I work hard to make sure that I help whoever comes across me. Now you mentioned you're doing all this wonderful, amazing stuff. That's just mind blowing. Cause my mind is blowing. It takes a lot now. Um, you, you also write, you're an author, but you, yeah. and, I, and I asked that because you, you said very early on that, you know, writing and, and that stuff was very difficult for you. So you're writing now. How, how, how did all that come to, 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 excuse me, how did all that come to be? I got me a life coach. <laughs> but yeah what it was is um I decided um 
I was going to a yoga class and stuff and uh, Sheila Farr, uh, she's a publisher and stuff and a good friend. She's a yoga instructor. And she was telling me about this book that she was doing. It's called Cage Fight, The Battle in the Mind. And it was right at the end of me graduating from Coachville and stuff. And, and I can just um, remember the battle in the mind that I had that were the transition from a soldier to a life coach, you know. And I tell people, you know, to be truthful, honest with you, I transitioned from a trained killer to a trained healer. And that was one of the biggest transitions for, for me to do. And um, like it's been, it's been mind-blowing going through that experience and being able to um, do this book and stuff. And it was crazy because it was like I was meant for me to get this stuff out because I, I tell people all the time that I had such a learning disability that I wouldn't write on paper or anything because I didn't want people to see my writing because I couldn't spell correctly and all that stuff. So um, this was the first time that I ever put anything down on paper and I was letting the world, I was writing a chapter for anthology and it seemed like it just flowed out just just flowed out it was unbelievable it was like it was meant to happen I believe everything is meant to happen I've been walking and talking with God for a while now you know and he has been unfolding all kinds of things in front of me you know as part of a docuseries women in combat where we were able to tell our story in combat and our experience in combat you know I got to be a part of this book and then I'm a part of another book that we're doing that's called Veterans Unchained and it's a group of us veteran women's telling our story of our military experience, but it's kind of like a healing. We're trying to do it as a healing process of like, you know, we went through childhood experience or adult or military, but we're talking about how it, it heal. you know, we come through it in our healing process through it. So it's going to be extremely extraordinary books, like all of them. Um, we're going to do a series on Veterans Unchained. So I'm excited to be a part of that. I'm going to be the life coach for that. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to have the, uh, you know, Gina who's putting all that together on Oscar Mike radio when the time comes, it's a very exciting project and certainly oh. was uh, great to be, you know, just asked to come and check it out the other night that it was, it was amazing. So your faith's a component of this, your, your husband, your family's component of this and your part of this, and you're making these changes in people's lives so that can, be, can become world changers you know, what's, what's next for you? Or is it just, I'm going to see what's out there because I'm in this state? Well, right now, um, uh, in July, I'm going to be speaking in front of the Human Resource Association here in Gulf Coast. Um, I'm helping, I'm going to speak in front of them about the unique aspects of veterans in the workforce and how we can better serve them in the workforce. So, I'm going to be giving my perspective on it and see how um, we can do things that way. And hopefully, you know, they'll have me start coming into their facilities to see how we can better serve the military and, and soldiers and stuff transitioning out of the military into the workforce. And so I'm hoping that opens up a lot of doors for me. Um, uh, I have, you know, trying to get into the VA. I really want life coaches. I really feel like if we could have life coaches like as an MOS or have life coaching school that the GI Bill will pay for, or even having life coach for a soldier, you know, three months coming out and three months, I mean, three months going out and three months out, you know, if you can help a soldier transition out of the military for three months, have a life coach to help them transition out. And then the next three months help them really figure out their next purpose in this world, because uh, veterans don't realize this, but, you know, 
you can have as many purposes as you want in this world. Just because you got finished with, you know, the military doesn't mean your purpose ends. You still got to carry on and you've got greater things to do in this world. So I hope you figure out what those greater things are. That's so, you know, relevant and amazing because, you know, I felt the same way. I mean, once I got, you know, out and, and moved, I'm like, you know, I'm just nothing. And that wasn't the truth. That wasn't the truth at all, but it was, it was hard. It was to, in our mind. Right, 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 right. I mean, well, the reason why it's in our mind is because we served our country. We have servers minds. And so we served our country and we're here, you know, we're, we're looked at as heroes. Like myself, I didn't see myself as a hero or anything, but when I got out, it's like I lost my purpose and, and, and serving people is such a huge purpose. So I just moved my purpose into life coaching veterans. So how do people plug into what you're doing? How would I find you to, to, you know, connect with you if I wanted to? Okay. On Facebook, I have my Facebook group business page. It's Veterans Unleashed. And then I have my personal page on Facebook. It's a coach, Brandy Miles. And then I have a women's group that, uh, that I have. It's, it's up to about, you know, around a thousand women, women oh, wow. veterans where I go on there and um, I, I do events every week and we have discussions. I have series. I have one series that I have. It's called Activating Your Dream, where we go through a, a two-part series where I activate your dream and you can kind of get an idea of what your dream's going to be and how we can get you there. And then I have another workshop that I do. It's called Your, uh, your Environment Always Wins, where I go over all nine of your environments to make it win for you. Because every, did you know that you have nine environments of you and we can redesign it? I didn't. We can redesign your life that goes directly towards your dream. And by doing that, whenever you start working these nine environments towards your dream, then your dream starts becoming effortlessly. Like you just start going that way because you're making all your nine environments go towards your dream. So I do a lot. I'm starting with workshops. I'm starting with all kinds of stuff. Like I'm at the very beginning of my career and stuff. And I, I just call myself a baby coach. I'm just in a learner's mode and a healer's mode right now. You've done all this and you're just starting this. I, I can't wait to see what happens when you get full speed. It's going to be, you're, you're, you're going to be the world changer. It's going to be amazing. Um, you know, one question I always like to ask female veterans is, you know, being a woman is a very singular experience. I will never experience some of the things that you all go through in life, right? I, it, it's just impossible. But you add the component of being a veteran. How is it trying to fit in or readjust to being around other women once you've served in the military? Well, to be honest with you, I, I would tell people before that, um, I just, it was kind of like, it was so crazy because not only were we competing with men, but we were competing with each other because it was, it was such a small percentage that we competed with each other. And so um, if I did get close to a woman, like we were really, really close, but now that I'm out, I understand the meaning and the whole purpose of us connecting with each other. And so my mission is to connect with as many women and help as many women as I possibly can. I coach veteran men too, but, you know, I just, uh, I have a big heart for veteran women right now because, you know, because of a lot of the stuff that we've been through and stuff. And, and I'm their avatar. I, I, I know what they're going through and what they're going through. So I'm able that's, to. That's, yeah, that's, kind of, that's kind of why I asked. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't 
sense that this is like man versus woman or female versus man. I'm asking about the, the female experience as a veteran. And I have to think that, you know, because there's not very many of you all. Yeah. There, there has it was, to be a, it was very competitive. It was very competitive in the military, right. but now that I'm out, all I want to do is connect with them and help them grow. But that's the whole thing is bringing them together. As soon as I bring them together and like a group, because some of us, you know, we're still don't, you know, don't, associate with each other so if I do group coaches and coaching and I have six women together they all get connected and there you go you know and that's what it's about is like at least connecting them so they have support with each other when I do the when I do the group coaching it's not only about me learning from them it's about them learning from me and all of us connecting together and growing that small little tribe to help each other and so you get a lot of small little tribes eventually growing into uh, one bigger tribe? Yeah, that's what my dream is, is to just make it bigger and bigger. And eventually what I want to have is my company, Veterans Unleashed. Um, that's what my company, Veterans Unleashed LLC. What I'm wanting to do is I want all of my coaches to be coaches underneath me that are coaching veterans that's come out of Coachville. That's my dream. Well, it sounds like you're on your way to doing that. And I think, you know, I just want to kind of unpack that a little bit because, you know, you get a tribe going, there's a whole lot you can do when you open up to the people coming in and helping you out. Yeah. Like, you know, right now, you know, I'm just in a place of like helping and getting visibility. Um, I just started um, connecting and doing a lot of challenges with mission 22. So Mm -hmm. I'm fixing to sign up to be an ambassador with them so we could really do some work here in the coastal area because Mission 22 needs to be rebuilt in this area. So I'm doing anything and I'm doing everything that's going towards helping veterans. I'm staying in that lane and I'm not going anywhere else because this is what I'm supposed to be doing in this world. So it's the end of the day, end of the week, or, you know, maybe you're just 24-7 and, and well, actually, folks, <laughs> she does get up early. She's not kidding about that. but when you look in the mirror, let's just do it like that. You got, you got to feel good about yourself now. Isn't it a pretty good place to be? Yeah, it is. I mean, you find, I finally love myself. I finally have confidence in myself. Um, You know, it's really crazy. Um, I had a client call me up and she was like, she's going through her transition. She was like, She's like, I don't know what's going on with me. She's like, but I don't care to dye my hair. You know, I don't care to put on makeup. She's like, but I just feel so confident in myself. Is this normal? I said, yes, ma'am, it is. This is what happens when you start loving yourself again. Isn't that what this is all about then? Yeah, it is. And what's that do to you? I mean, I mean, does that just make your day and validate everything you've gone through? And does that allow you to enjoy that moment? Yeah, it makes all this hard work worth it because I've been on the grind for a while now, you know, and just, you know, it's about making people believers of you, you know, because my craft is a little bit different than everybody else's, you know, and it's about, it's about you believing in yourself and then having people believe in you. And that's where I'm at right now. Well, well, there is an aspect of that, right? You know, it's not like, you know, uh, someone who draws or paints or does yoga, you really can't see and touch what you do. Right. It, it makes it hard to quantify for certain people who have to have everything in a nice, neat little box. So well, that's to- why it's easy. 
That's why it's even hard to get clients because it's not a tangible item. It's not nothing that they can take home. So they're like, so it's even difficult to get clients and stuff like that. And that's why you have to make them believers. You have to get in front of them. You have to present. You have to be visible. You have to put yourself out there, you know, even when you feel uncomfortable sometimes. But this is the way I got to do to save lives and to heal people, you know, so. Well, that's the thing, you know, we were, we're meeting in, in the, the, the book group and, you know, I was very humbled to be asked to participate or just join in. And there you are talking about this in a very real and authentic way. And, you know, I'm like, wow, this is, this is not coming from, this is not a sales pitch. This is not some marketing speak that's been put together. This is, this is you yeah, being very yeah. real with yourself. Yeah, like I don't have no elevator speech. Like everybody tells me, you need an elevator speech. You need a mission statement. You need, like, I'm like, no, I'm going to come and talk to you and I'm going to give you some real stuff and you can either take it or leave it, you know? Well, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm not kidding, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we turn on the thing and, you know, a minute later, like, I'm like, oh, I'm getting analyzed. I'm getting coached, like, right now. I don't even know this woman. Oh my God, this is, it was a force. In a very good way, a very good way. I really, I really like, wow, I'm, I can see how this works. Yeah, it does. It does work. You know, and it, it took me a little while to be a believer of it too. So I can understand when people are not at first, but once you, once you get in there with me, you know, it, 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 I can, I can make you a believer. Well, I certainly believe that I've been having a great time talking with uh, Brandy Miles, who is a, a National Guard veteran from Mississippi and uh, coach Phil life coach and growing her uh, business and, and practice. And it's just um, been great talking with you. And, you know, as you go through and you're, you're getting ready to launch this book, you know, what would you tell other women veterans who are trying to find their way? Um, you know, just find some kind of healing process somewhere. If you know, I, I tell everybody, if you don't have a life coach, be a life coach or have a coach approach attitude, but you know, like, find connect with people find somewhere in your community to go find you a life coach call me up you know um i just tell people to connect you got to get out there and start connecting please get out of your house god did not make these these houses to live in in boxes you're not meant to live in a box get the hell out of it well i i will uh, work on taking that advice sometimes and uh <laughs> you know i really you know am I'm really optimistic about your future and, I, and I'm glad to be, you know, seeing it from the ground up, Brandy. I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. And this was an awesome conversation. I loved it. Well, uh, try very hard. And, you know, this is Oscar Mike radio, but Brandy Miles coach. Brandy Miles is truly Oscar Mike. She's truly mission in flight. And I want to thank you for having her on and I'll have all the links to her stuff in the Oscar Mike radio show post. And we wish her all the best and everything she's doing. Thank you again. Thank you.